Have you ever thought, why would anyone want to listen to me? I don't have anything interesting to say. I'm not famous. Why would people want to listen to what I have to say? Hi, my name is Margarita Strada, the well-connected writer. Changing mindsets one presentation at a time. Roughly three weeks ago, I delivered a webinar specifically on podcasting. Because I'm just a beginner in this venture, I brought with me Zoe Brown, who is an experienced podcaster and author of the book From No to Go. He and I became authors at the same time. When I wrote my book, Vignettes of a Family Journey, he brought over From No to Go and we signed each other's books and it, it was quite a wonderful experience to, to watch both of us grow at the same time. Anyway, throughout the event, Zoe spoke and I spoke as well. And then he had to leave for another meeting and I continued on with my audience. One of the women named Olivette tells me, Margarita, how long are your podcasts? And I said, well, they're roughly two to three minutes because I deliver them in series of five. And she asked me why. I said, well, because I don't know if people want to listen to me for a whole hour. And she said, well, have you listened to other people for an hour? And I said, yes, but, you know, they're famous people. They're well known. And, and, uh, and I kept on saying and I kept on coming up with excuses and so on and so forth. And she looks at me. She says, well, I would love to listen to what you have to say, whether it's 30 minutes, five minutes an hour. And she just left me floored, right? Floored, I should say, because I, I just couldn't see myself talking in a podcast for a whole hour. So she said, well, I am challenging you. Now, here I am <laughs> teaching a webinar about podcasting and how to get started. And she's challenging me to speak for an hour. So today, for the first time, I am going to deliver, deliver this podcast entitled, Why Should You Listen to Me for an Hour? So wish me luck, be patient with me, and we'll see how this goes. So my venture into podcasting began March 15th, 2020. And if you remember that date, especially if you live in New Jersey, it was the date that, that Governor Phil Murphy declared the shutdown for COVID-19. The events of that day will always live in my memory from the very beginning. That day, I decided that I wanted to take a walk in the park because I was, uh, frankly, I was a, a little bit scared, I, as was the rest of the country, I'm sure. So I needed to basically breathe. I go to my nearby park and the park is closed. There's barricades. And I said, oh my God, I really need to walk. So I go to another park and it looks open and I'm pumping away, right? I'm, I'm walking my usual speed walking. And suddenly I hear the police officer say, miss, get out of the park. The park is closed due to governor's orders. And that's 
when it hit me that this was serious and it was not about to end soon. I go to my car and I start to cry because I, I come to realize that this is really serious stuff, what's happening. And suddenly I felt like very, very lonely. I felt lo lonely in, in, in a weird way, the heaviness of the whole experience. And I found myself just driving around the neighborhood, watching as all the businesses closed down, hearing the ambulances as they went into, you know, coming out of the hospital to whatever houses they were, hearing the news about the, the, the nursing homes that were uh, packed with people who would, were dying from COVID-19. And suddenly, I felt very afraid. I started calling my neighbors, texting my friends, trying to find out how they were doing, how they were coping with this whole experience. And I have to be honest with you that we all basically cried because we were scared for our loved ones and ourselves. Let's face it, because in the beginning, no one knew anything about it. We didn't know what age groups we touched or not, how it was going to affect us overall. And the fact that the whole world was going through this pandemic was really striking. Because when Ebola happened, it never really hit our shores, but this was a global pandemic. And I believe this is something that none of us will ever forget. So anyway, that day on March the 15th, I get home and I see Governor Cuomo and Governor Murphy delivering their uh, respective, respective views on, on this pandemic, how they were going to handle it and how they were going to coordinate with different states and so on. And I just, I just felt this heaviness and I'm sure that you felt it too. And then I, we had a meeting at my job and they, and they said, well, we're going to be closing until further notice and you will have to start working from home. Like many other people, I'm thinking, how am I going to do this? How am I going to work from home? Not so much because I cannot do it. It's the fact that I am a people person. I love being in the public. I love speaking to people. I love the energy uh, that I receive and, and, that, and I feed off the public. And so for me, being that type of person to work from home was very, very difficult. But luckily, I've always been skilled in social media. I've always loved social media. I know how to work it. I know how to grow it. I know how to build websites. And so in that respect, it served so much for me to, to have already known this and 
understanding social media and understanding websites and how they're interrelated. And so for me, it wasn't as difficult as for some people who really were not familiar uh, with social media who were disconnected because they felt, quote unquote, they didn't need it. And so now a whole new world starts to open for me despite of everything that is going on. So I start to think about things such as, what am I going to do with my life? What kind of legacy am I going to leave behind? What future goals do I have? Do I have a will? <laughs> because I'm sure that many of us thought about that. Do I have a will? Do I have a, 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 a living, uh, living trust and all these kind of things that, uh, that we start to think about when the possibility of us losing our life happens. Then I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute. I am a living, breathing entity. I still have a contribution to give to this world. I still have value that I need to bring. And so I start to build myself up. Because when so many people are depressed, they cannot give you any inspiration, right? Because they're in the same boat as you are. So you have to really dig deep and look inside yourself and remember all of the accomplishments that you have done in the past, all the difficulties that you have encountered, all the challenges that you have been through and survived. So as you start remembering all of those things that have happened in your life and all the successes that you have had and you realize what you're made of, you think, man, I can do anything. I can do anything through Christ who strengthens me. One of my favorite scriptures, by the way. I'm not that much of a religious person, but I am a believer. And so I start building myself up and I start thinking of ways that I could use this time in quarantine to my benefit and to the benefit of society. I decide that I'm going to really focus on growing my business as a speaker and as a trainer. And as a writer, after all, if I'm not going out anywhere and all I'm doing is meeting people on Zoom and I'm cooking from home and all of these things, I do have the time, right? So now is the time for me to focus on my dreams, focus on my plans, focus on what I needed to do so that I could leave a legacy behind. And at the same time, enrich my present life. Because if you enrich your present life, then when you go to tomorrow, yesterday was a good day, wasn't it? I also started to write, I've had a positivity jar, a positivity jar now for, I would say like three years. And so I decided to, start that again, start a positivity jar where every day I would write 
a positive accomplishment or something off the wall that happened that made me smile and put it in the positivity jar. So I started to build myself up little by little. And I said to myself, okay, Margarita. So all of this stuff is going on and you're moping around and being upset and being angry and, and pointing fingers as to whose fault it was. How is it serving you, Margarita? Is it serving you in the right way? Is it adding value to your life? Is it bringing joy? No, it's not. So this is how I'm talking to myself, right? Because everybody else is depressed. So I had to figure out a way where, you know, I had to talk myself out of the depression. And of course, during that, during that depression stage, I'm eating potato chips, um, eating uh, White Castle burgers, which by the way, they're fantastic, but not so good for you, but I love them, especially when I'm depressed, right? White Castle burgers, McDonald's apple pie, soda, even though I'm not crazy about the effect afterwards, right? So I start going through all this stuff. I start gaining and gaining weight. I look at myself in the mirror and, it's, and, and I start to look disgusting and I'm saying, what the hell am I doing to myself? Why am I destroying myself this way? I stopped exercising. In other words, I had a scarcity mentality in every sense of the word. So I'm not exercising. I'm not eating right. So of course I'm not thinking right because when you don't take care of your temple, your body and your mind, by giving it the proper food, then how do you expect to be productive? And so we, I had to start thinking of my body as something of value. I had to start thinking of my body as a gift of something that deserves the best of what I can give it. Like I used to do in the past before Corona. So little by little, I start building myself up. I start making plans. So I go food shopping because of course, I want to make sure that I eat well, that I eat organic foods. And then I see the lines and the empty shelves. And I could not believe that this was happening in the United States of America. And of course, there's a toilet tissue issue, right? <laughs> that all of us are aware of. Toilet tissues and paper towels. It was, it, it was amazing what was happening. But it was sad that everything that I was looking for could not be found because people were hoarding everything and putting it in their pantries. It was a very, very tough time. But little by little, as things started to open up, I was able to, able to find what I needed. And luckily I had, you know, I had stuff frozen. So it wasn't like I suffered from hunger, thank, thank, praise be to God. But for the first time in my life, and I believe in every American's life, for the most part, we knew what it was like to stand online for food to stand online for all the basic necessities, 
that we took for granted. To stand online and not be able to be close to anyone. Not to be held, right? The hug that was missing. Not to be able to be close to one another speaking. All of those things that we took for granted. And so I would shake my hand and, and try to say, okay, so this is happening and it doesn't matter because one way or another, we are going to get through this experience. All is going to be well. And of course we had our political climate back and forth, Republicans, Democrats, you know, progressives, everybody uh, buying for a piece of our brain. And I decided that I would not listen to the news unless it had to do with something of value for myself. So I was not listening to Democrats. I was not listening to Republicans and I was not listening to progressives because none of them were doing a favor for my well-being. Because in the end, all these powerful people talk to one another, slap each other high fives, and we are left fighting for them. And they don't even know anything about us. They don't know about our lives. They don't know about our everyday struggles, our challenges, our tribulations. And let me tell you that when I made that decision not to listen to television, not to listen to the news or anybody's opinions about whatever political party they belong to, I felt a sense of peace beyond comprehension. And in fact, in July 4th weekend, I was invited by my neighbors to an outdoor picnic, right? And we were six feet apart, we wore masks, you know, we observed all, all the proper protocol. And they started talking about their respective parties and they said, Margarita, what is your opinion? And I said, I have absolutely none. And they're like, what? I said, no, I have, I have absolutely no opinion. I will do my talking when I go to the voting booth. But I will not sit here and argue about people that really don't care about me. And so they looked at me and they said, well, how do you keep informed? And they said, well, and I told them, well, aren't you guys talking? That's how I keep informed because there's enough people talking that I don't need to listen to the news because you guys will inform me about everything. So then we all bust out laughing and we start enjoying ourselves and, you know, as best we can. And, and, and enjoying our time together. As time goes on, things start to open up. We're able to order takeout because at that, by this point, like the restaurants are not open yet, but we, we're able to order from takeout. And so we were able to support our, our local restaurants and order from them and at the same time cook in our houses and one thing that I discovered through this whole this whole COVID experience was my love for cooking 
I had lost that love for cooking because I was always prior to COVID going out with my friends and, and just, you know, just enjoying my time with them. But this experience for COVID-19 made me rediscover my love for cooking, the smell of the spices, the sizzling on the skillet, all of those, all of those things that I did many years ago was starting to come back. And I love it. I love to cook. I enjoy the experience of cooking. Cooking to me is therapy. Cooking to me is basically therapy. It really, really is because it, it, it forces you to really concentrate and it requires all your senses to be there. Your sight, your taste, your smell, the hearing, your spirit, right? Because there is a spiritual part of cooking as well. When your spirit is involved in cooking, you just know it because you can't wait to try out the food that you just cooked. Those are the things that I discovered. My love for cooking came back. And there was another challenge that I went through as a result of COVID-19 is that now that I was working from home, I wasn't dressing up because I figured, hey, nobody's looking at me. Why should I care? And then I thought about it. Who do I really dress for? Do I dress for the outside world or do I dress because I want to feel good? If I want to feel good about myself, then I have to look good. So I started dressing up again. Of you know, wearing my, my, my business clothing, wearing my heels, even though nobody saw them, it didn't matter. <laughs> what counts is that I saw them. And that made me feel powerful. I also started doing webinars online, which was quite an interesting experience. When you're used to being a person that connects with people, when you're used to being a person that connects with people, at a, with that energy, right? When, when you get, when you, when you speak in person, speaking online is a whole new experience because you have to put your energy out there. You, you, in other words, you expend more energy speaking to a camera than you do when you feed off your audience. So that was quite the challenge to look at the camera and to be able to expend that energy. Luckily for me, because I'd had experience in doing selfie videos, wasn't so bad. And actually, many people that they love how I speak at the camera and, and how I connect with them online. So I discovered this new talent about myself that I could transfer the energy that I have in person and really put for put it forth in the camera. So little by little, I'm discovering my gifts, talents, and abilities that I I knew deep down that I had but now I know that I have them. And that's the difference. That I know that I know that I know. I developed my website, thewellconnectedwriter.com. I am on Instagram, I am on Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, right? So all of these things happened to me as a result of COVID-19. So there is a good side to this whole experience that has happened. During the Christmas holidays, I went to 
see my parents in Florida. And I was saying my parents because even though my father died two years ago, this January 24th, I still say my parents like, my, like if my father was, was alive. And in fact, he was the inspiration for my book, Vignettes of a Family Journey. So this Christmas, I went to see my mom, my sister, and you know, and the rest of my family. And of course, everybody stayed. It, it was the weirdest thing because everyone stayed in their respective homes because of COVID. And I was with my mom and my sister. And Christmas Eve happens to be my birthday. So we go to Red Lobster and it was fabulous. Let me tell you, even though I didn't have like, quote unquote, the family birthday, we go to Red Lobster. I order a surf and turf. My sister and my mom order their meal and we have our beers and we have a blast. It was, it was a really, really good time that we had, considering that we were not with the whole family. So that was quite an interesting experience. On Christmas Day, uh, we, some of us got together at, at, at my nephew's house. And again, we social distanced. And it was, a, it was a bit hard because in Florida, the attitude is very different than in New Jersey. Like they're more, re, they're more relaxed about it where we're more tense up in New Jersey. But we managed to, yeah, we, we got through it and, it and it was okay. And so one night I'm talking to my mom and uh, she's, she's looking at me. She says, you know, she said, you're very tense about the situation. I said, you don't understand mommy. I said, we went through so much stuff up North as compared to you in, in, in Florida. Um, it, it's, it's like, it's like, um, how can I say the, the, the polar up like apples and oranges, right? It's like apples and oranges. She says, yes, but if you continue to feel that tense, you're not going to be able to Enjoy the good parts of your life. You know what? She was absolutely right. She was absolutely right. I had to enjoy those good parts of my life, despite of this whole uh, situation. So anyway, so I fly back to New Jersey after the Christmas holidays. And I start my job and, you know, everything is basically back to normal. Then I fly to Florida again because on January 24th was my mother's 90th birthday. Now, when a person has lived 90 years, they have a lot to say. They have a lot of history to share and a legacy to leave behind that will last for generations to come. So we celebrated my mother's 90th birthday and she had a blast. My mother drank her champagne. She danced with everybody there. She looked absolutely radiant and beautiful. And I look at my mom and I'm thinking, gee, if I am gifted enough to live 90 years with her energy and her drive, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. And so before I left, she tells me, well, I still don't lose hope that you're going to move down to Florida here so that you can be with me. And of course, she always tells me that, right? Every time I go down there, uh, she always tells me that she wants me to, to, to live in Florida so I could be near her. So that's still a decision. That's still a decision that I have to make. But one thing have, that COVID-19 has made me realize is that 
being that I'm working in the virtual environment, I could work from anywhere, including Florida, and still do what I love. And that's another thing that came good at, out of this whole COVID experience, right? That I could still, if I decide to move down there, I could still be near her and at the same time do my thing. So overall, it's, it's been a good experience. It's been challenging. It's been frustrating. It's been sad. But at the same time, there's been the light at the end of the tunnel. Through COVID-19, I've discovered a new Margarita Estrada. I am now the well-connected writer, changing mindsets, one presentation at a time. Now, I don't know if I have spoken <laughs> a complete hour as I was challenged by Olivet from my webinar that I gave a couple of weeks ago, but I hope that you've taken the time to listen to me for this time and that you have learned something from me, that you have learned that there is something good that has come out of this whole COVID-19 experience. So right now, we are struggling with trying to get the vaccine. I would say, don't frustrate yourself. When your time comes, it will come. In the meantime, simply be safe. Try to find moments of enjoyment. Try to figure out what kind of legacy you're going to leave for the world. And most importantly, always remember that you are an entity of light that was meant to contribute to society. My name is Margarita Estrada, the well-connected writer. Changing mindsets, one presentation at a time. Visit me at thewellconnectedwriter.com. Connect with me on social media, on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and of course on YouTube. Until next time, see you then.